Hi, I'm Catherine Delgado. And I'm Priya Kamath. And you're listening to FIRST. Welcome to the fifth episode of our collaboration with When We All Vote slash My School Votes San Diego. Our guest for this episode is Sierra Crochane. She'll be speaking to us today about voter suppression and why it is important to protect your right to vote. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Um, so first and foremost, Sierra, can you introduce yourself for our listeners? Yeah, uh, hi, my name is Sierra, and I am a senior at Point Loma High School. And I started getting into uh, activism and specifically voting activism through When We All Vote uh, a few months ago during quarantine, actually. And this collaboration between When We All Vote and Youth Voices First really spoke to me in the sense that it's a perfect combination of uh, you know, getting your voice out there and getting it out there for a very relevant and very um, impactful reason, such as voting. And the the voices of our youth are directly impacted by um, such statements of of podcasts and um, other forms of communication. That's exactly why I'm doing this. So thank you. So first and foremost. Sierra, can you explain to us what is voter suppression and why is it important for voters to be aware of this issue? Yeah, so voter suppression is, it has so many forms. I, in the article I wrote uh, for When We All Vote with the collaboration of uh, Youth Voices First, I, I can only cover a few topics. I chose the ones that um, have the broadest scope and but in reality, there are dozens upon dozens and close to, I mean, in honesty, you could go on indefinitely. There are an indefinite number of, of forms of voter suppression. They range from like long lines at uh, polling uh, booths and to like police at the polling booths. And it just, every little um, like minute thing that happens um, in terms of the voting registration process could be considered a form of voter suppression. And a lot of the times it's not just regular suppression, it's bias suppression. It's suppression that targets a specific group of people, whether that be people in low-income communities or people who have disabilities or elderly and cannot get to certain places where they are required to vote, or that could be people who are of racial minorities and people who are disadvantaged due to um, the place they live or the education they got. And it all, it all adds up and it especially impacts people who are immigrants and people who do not have access to um, voter IDs. And that's a huge part of the process. So voter ID laws are um, one of the biggest reasons why people can't vote. And they, um, they oftentimes don't have access to uh, such forms of uh, such forms of identification, whether that be because the documents uh, needed to, um, to procure a voter ID are too expensive or the process of getting them is too difficult, or whether that be because um, the intimidation factor of police and other forms of government uh, supervision uh, would be a deterrent. So yeah, that 
the whole point is that voter suppression is extensive and it is deep rooted. Yeah, and I think most of the time in headlines, the only form of voter suppression that I personally only hear about is gerrymandering. And I know in your article, you went really in depth into some forms. I know you didn't cover all of them, but can you tell our listeners about some other forms of voter suppression that you did write about? So yeah, gerrymandering. I think that the first time I heard about it, I was like flabbergasted because it seemed to me that something so like inconsequential as just the boundaries of like specifically like voting units um, would have such an impact on the outcome of an election, the outcome of the representative chosen to, you know, speak for these people. And when, uh, so basically um, as, a, as a backup and as to review what gerrymandering is, um, oftentimes uh, people who have uh, access to the US census that is collected uh, every 10 years, they basically rewrote, reroute the uh, electoral constitu- constituency lines um, of a specific district. And uh, this is done uh, for the purposes of, like, uh, for the purposes of manipulating the boundaries to uh, suppress the minority, suppress the majority, actually, oftentimes, um, always oftentimes, uh, suppress the majority and make their voices um, not heard. And for example, uh, say there was a, a community of minorities who um, largely populated this one district. Um, if a Republican who would happen to be opposing um, the power of the, that collective voice wanted to suppress their vote, they would manipulate the boundary so that uh, a neighboring district would um, be combined with their district and then uh, the majority of that neighboring district would um, thus be combined with the minority of the the district with the racial minority. Uh, And then overall, when you're put to the vote, the the majority uh, has the upper hand and thus the majority um, is oftentimes manipulated into uh, it it being so. And along with gerrymandering and other forms such as voter ID laws I talked about, there's also even little in, in, you know, seemingly inconsequential things uh, such as police at bowling, sorry, (laughs) polling place relocations um, and voter challenges at the uh, locations where you vote. And I think that little things like that, such as police presence or even the presence of hostile individuals can deter people from voting, especially deter people who are immigrants and who are um, disadvantaged in the first place and who feel like this process is already um, a big step towards um, government intervention and government involvement in their lives that sometimes is not even wanted in the first place. So, and in terms of how this affects us as, uh, as youth, I think that um, people who are around our age, 16, 17, who can pre-register to vote are often uh, unsure of the process. And this is also a factor um, of a reform of voter suppression, honestly. If we don't know how to vote, and if we don't know how to get our voices out there when we are at this young age, then how can we expect to when we're older? So that definitely is one of the factors as well. Thank you for that. Um... Voter suppression is something that is really, really um, frustrating, and I'm really glad that you're talking about it. Um, there's so many different forms of it, and like you said, like you couldn't even cover all of them inside your article itself. 
So it's a really important topic that I think it's great. And I think it's great that our listeners are getting some exposure to someone who knows a lot about it. So um, now that you've talked a little bit about the forms of voter suppression, can you talk a little bit about what young people can do to get involved, uh, protect their right to vote, and reduce the impact of voter suppression? Uh, yes. So I think as uh, youthful individuals, um, we can put our voices out there uh, for the greater um, for the greater movement of spreading the power that we all have. And I think that everyone holds this power and a lot of the times people don't realize it and they don't realize what impact their voice can have. So as youth, uh, I believe that pre-registering to vote is obviously the first and foremost thing that can be done to um, kind of speed up this process of actually getting our generation's ideas and you know, conceptualizations of the world out there. And for example, um, in terms of acknowledgement, uh, if you acknowledge that certain people are disenfranchised and certain people do not have this right, I think that that is the first step towards um, accepting what you have and then um, going towards the other people who do not have this right and to help them get the right to vote and help them understand uh, the process by which they have to, um, to get the right. And I think it all starts with um, you know, acknowledgement of your power and acknowledgement of the situation that everyone is in in this day and age. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I totally agree. And I think that's why I love collaborating with When We All Vote My School Votes, because that is your goal to um, reduce the age and risk gap in voting. So I really love the work that you're all doing to get youth to register or pre-register to vote. Um, so the last question that we have today for you, Sierra, is or is there anything you want our listeners to take away from this episode? Yeah, so in terms of taking away one main thing from this episode, uh, I would say it's to keep the promise in your heart open. And I would say uh, that is the most important thing to understand that things will change and things are changing. Uh, for example, uh, we have new forms of, or new possible forms of voter registration. We have uh, possibilities of automatic voter registration that has been implemented in a few dozen states around the country. And I think that's one of the first steps towards a more comprehensive uh, view of the voices of voters around the country. Uh, but then again, that could also hold drawbacks. So you never know. But then, but the whole point of um, that promise of this new technology and this new form of government registration of individuals is its promise. And I think that you know, keeping that in mind and keeping an open heart and keeping your promise open is one of the most important things we can do as young individuals today um, in our changing world. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. And to our listeners, Sierra wrote a incredibly extensive article on our website, uh, youthvoicesfirst.weebly.com, which highlights a lot of different forms of voter suppression. And you can check it out there. Um, but that is it for us today. Thank you, Sierra, for joining us. We really enjoyed what you had to say about the youth vote. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time on FIRST. <laughs>